move on into the three putt golf pod. We're gonna continue through our uh, Pinehurst trip. Uh, this is the last one that we are recording for our four round, uh, really five round weekend. Um, we're gonna be doing Mid Pines. Um, Mid Pines is a course that I have played a couple different times. Um, the first one um, had not been restored yet. Um, I can't remember what year. It looks like 2013 it got restored. Uh, similar to Pinehurst number two and a, a couple others around in the area. Uh, they added in that native grass around everywhere and sand more so than it had been in the past. But um, I'm excited to see what you guys thought of it. Uh, welcome in, uh, Joe. Uh, and what's going on, man? Uh, not too much. Just made myself a second margarita. Ready to talk about mid-pines. <laughs> and... Uh, so he's also saying if we keep going with podcasts, we'll just keep going with the margaritas. Unfortunately, we're we just an infinite, infinite amount of margaritas. I mean, I got a whole half gallon, so we got tons of time. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I will um, kind of kick it over to Ty first. Um, tell me what you thought, man. Uh, just general thoughts about the course, clubhouse, anything you want to go through to start out. Um, awesome feel when you come in. It's off that, I don't even know what road that is. It's kind of like, um, and you can get the Pinehurst on that road. Mid-Pines, Pine Needles are right there. A uh, whole bunch of, you literally pass seven, eight golf courses. The nicest driving range I think I've ever seen to right beside it. I guess people go bang balls after they feel like they need to. Um, but just a great feel when you pull in there. Um, you can kind of see that old, style clubhouse right there small parking lot pull right in you know it's you're gonna have a gonna have a fun time um just go in there um pro shop pretty big you can get really anything you want i got me got me a, uh i got me a shirt too uh an advisor got some nice looking stuff in there um huge rest pretty good size bar restaurant area and you got the whole um maybe even ballroom type area for events and people are staying um kind of the other half of it you can stay up there in that old hotel um just a cool looking feel um guess it definitely gives you that old not old timey feel but just i guess kind of the more of that same like piners number two that old history feel maybe even more with um you just the old wood in there um it's just the pictures, some of the trophies on there, the pictures. Uh, you're just kind of you're a lot, you're really doing a lot of looking around when you get into that place. Um, I know they have a lot of stuff right there with uh, Peggy Kirk Bale. It's a big, um, big um, in the women's game that play a lot here. A lot of pictures of her kind of in that hallway right there where the locker rooms are. Um, just cool to kind of walk in there and look at the piece of golf history. Um, you can learn a lot even just going to. Of course, you, I mean, you learn something every day going to these older golf courses. Um, but it's still got the new feel being restored, uh, or excuse me, restored, restored and everything. Um, just all around great fun golf course. I can't get, wait to get into a few holes. Restorated. That's a new one. Restorated. It's late, <laughs> man. It's late. I, not a lot of sleep last night. I had a hurricane. So, <laughs> it's getting fair. a little tired. Joe, what you got? Um, yeah, it's I thought it was really cool. It's a really small property. Um, it's not a big golf course, and the routing, the holes are all very tight together. 
So it's got a really kind of like an intimate small feel, which is I liked a lot better than I liked uh, the kind of stupid distance feel of pine needles as uh, we'll get into in another pod. So that was cool. Uh, Clubhouse is really cool. Um, very old school feel. Um, the men's locker room is so sick. You walk through those doors and you feel like you're back in the 1920s. Like I expected to see some old guy like ripping cigarettes, like sitting in the locker room. It was just, it was crazy. Just wood everywhere. It's a very old school feel. Um, and then I'll go ahead and talk about now. We, we ate lunch after uh, lunch after in the restaurant and the food is just so good. I mean. Oh, we're doing this now. We're going to eat it. We're going to need a whole podcast on this food. Oh my God. The food was incredible. <laughs> they had these, these jalapeno poppers filled with oh. buffalo chicken wrapped in bacon oh. that were, I could eat. I don't know. I could eat seven orders of those just by myself. Um, but yeah, food is just phenomenal. It's just a great way to end the, end the, end the thing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my impressions of the clubhouse and I had to throw the, the dining aspect into it. Oh, the, the food. I mean, when he said the food was good, I mean, it was so good. Like I would actually like, if I lived around there, I would just go there and eat. Like it was just not like a, well, we're done with the round. We'll come get a sandwich or blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was so freaking good. Me and Joe just carb loaded after because we never ate anything. Um, big plate of jalapeno poppers <laughs> and big plate of nachos. I really thought that man, I could get some more jalapeno poppers. <laughs> like that was so full, but it was that good. God, uh, that was good. Scott and I had the army or uh, Ar- Arnie Palmy, if I can speak words. See, and Arnie Palmy after tough. round two. And then we tur- had that turkey sandwich. I feel like you and Scott yeah. had an entire turkey between the two of you on that trip. Dude, I'm telling you, I haven't had that many BLTs in my life. But every course had them. You and Scott were you and Scott were on the BLT turkey train. I'll tell you that. Once I had one, I was just like, I'm gonna keep getting them. So but that was so good. And they had those breakfast sandwiches. Me and Ty got one. Yeah, I got one too. That was really good. So it was very good. Very complimentary to the chef. The breakfast sandwiches were huge too. Like they were massive. Yeah. So, um, I guess that kind of hits a lot of the clubhouse and stuff. I, I don't think any of us really went to the range. Did y'all go to the range? I didn't. No, uh, we were Scott, we were all struggling yeah. from the night before. So we showed up pretty pretty close <laughs> to our tea time. Um, I guess yeah, I guess they did have a range because Scott went over there and hit balls. But we were inside just getting beer and getting breakfast sandwiches. We were like, we're good. We're headed to the first tee. Yeah, it's on the um, left. It's a good sized range right there, and they got the nets pulled up and everything, kind of. Um, right there by itself, um, there's maybe one hole that sees it, but I kind of like when Rangers are kind of by itself and not just right there. When people have been batting balls into the course, too, that's definitely not one of my favorite things. I do kind of like it. That's kind of put is away, there, I guess. Uh, is there a putting green? Um, yes, I did hit putts. Yeah, it's right it's there right off the, the, the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, right off the clubhouse in 18. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. I don't think I hit any, but I do remember seeing that now. Yeah. So. Yeah. That part I actually did use, which was it was good. Um, let's just let's hop into it. Um, front nine. Um, I will go first on this one this time. Um, it's different. Um, I feel like the first couple holes are kind of all like smushed on top of each other, um, but then it kind of opens up once you get into like six, seven, eight. Um, it does have back-to-back par fives, which you don't see very often. Um, but I'd say overall, one of my favorite holes on it, uh, from the front side, just visually, um, and you have to hit good shots on it, even though it's not a hard hole was number nine. 
Um, nine, I mean, I literally just hit a three hybrid and then a wedge, but I made a bogey. Um, I mean, it's, it's a classic Donald Ross thing where, I mean, you don't have to overpower the course. Um, shout out Bryson DeChambeau. Um, no, we don't, we don't do that here. We don't <laughs> shout out like that. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about him saying, like, no disrespect to Mr. Ross. But uh, I did not have that same impression of a Ross course. So I think that one was pretty fun. Um, he just got mad. I stuck a birdie on top of him. From, stuck a birdie right on top of it from the, from the, from the pine straw. Yeah, that shot you hit was ridiculous. I'm not even mad about it. Um, but, I mean, overall, I, the only one that I don't really love was number four. Um, it's a super short par four. I feel like it, it's just kind of squeezed in. But everything else I had a, a great experience with on the front side, um, and I'm interested to see what you guys thought. So I'll go over to you, Joe, first. Um, so yeah, four was actually one of my favorites. Oh, that hole was sick. Um, so yeah, the first three, I mean, they're not bad holes, but, um, they're just kind of, you know, easy start to the round. You got a pretty short par four down the hill, then you got a shortish par three and another medium like par four, nothing crazy. Um, four is the first one. You really got to make some decisions. Um, so it's like a 300 and I don't know, 30 ish yard, um, up the hill and the green kind of is just set off to the right. So it's a straight hole, but the green's just kind of set off to the right um, behind some trees. Um, it kind of baits you into going for it, which I did, um, and but just doesn't work out very well. I'm just going to go and tell you that right now. Um, so, you I mean, you can go at the green or try to put one close, but the green's really uh, small. It's guarded by bunkers, um, very undulating, so it's just not an easy short shot to have, especially if you're, like, in the greenside bunker like I was. Um, yeah, I just I kind of like a hole that gives you options, and this is the first one to me that felt like, wow, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to fly iron and then have a wedge, or am I going to try to hit a driver, or am I going to try to put, put a three-wood close? Um, so it really kind of started to get you going and try to figure out what you're doing. Um, and then the next two par fives I thought were really good. Um, so number um, five, it's like up the hill, then back down the hill with a uh, kind of a big pond to the left um, that I guess if you really kill one, you can probably get into off the tee. Um, and then it's kind of back uphill um, to this green that's kind of like a little punch bowl flipped over. Um, so, yeah, just a very good little par five where you can go for it if you're in a good spot. But if not, you can always lay up and have a good little iron up the hill, which I think most of us did. Um, and then after that, you got a little longer, uh, flatter par five that I really like. So if you busted one down the middle, you could go to this green, kind of like a mid, mid iron in. A lot of bunkers guarding the green. Um, very tricky green, uh, table topped uh, with a false front. I mean, I was I laid up with a seven iron. I was I don't know thirty yards off the green, made double bogey. I mean, it's just it's just these small little grain complexes. If you don't really clip your shot well and you run off the back, and you got a terrifying putt or a chip, and it's just it's really fun golf. It's really difficult golf, and you don't need crazy length to do it. Um, and the last one I'm going to talk about again is number nine. Like Logan said, it's just another one that makes you kind of think. Um, once again, I don't know I don't know what I was thinking or if I was thinking, but I try to hit a three whatever the trees to go to go on the green. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Uh, I think Logan's my partner. And he's in the middle of the fairway. So I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm going to go over the trees. Um, but you really should just hit like a six iron or a three iron, just dead down the middle, and then have a wedge and do another green that you really have to be precise because it is a tabletop, uh, you know, turtleback green with a false front. And I mean, if you don't really hit your spot correctly, you're going to have a horribly fast downhill putt or you're going to roll back off the green and have a really short chip. Um, so it's just another hole that really makes you think, which is a, 
a thing I liked about mid pine. It was just sneaky. Good. Um, it was a short course, nothing crazy to it. Visually. It's not like, wow, you're not looking at all these crazy views. It's just right in front of you. It makes you think, and it's just not that easy, um, which I just had a blast on. Mid pines is one of, one of the more fun courses I played on the trip. So that's all I got for the front nine. All right. What you got? Um, yeah, I'd say that Joe, uh, so sneaky, good. Um, just a Donald Ross perfection. Um, it just, you don't know, you don't see like crazy, crazy slopes out here, but you're just like, man, this is just a great golf course. Um, I remember Joe was saying like number five right there, that little pond came up. It's pretty tight off the tee right there. It doesn't take much to get in trouble. And then you kind of got to lay up. But that's too, if you don't hit a great layup shot, off a lie that's below your feet, that that water hazard is placed in such a good spot, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's, a, it's, I mean, it's not an easy layup shot by any means. I mean, you got a huge. I mean, you're like as soon as you get in the water, well, now I'm screwed. And then a yeah, huge that, bunker, bunker on that, that right side too. Yeah, that water hazard. It basically it's not like to the left of the fairway. It like cuts the fairway in half. Oh yeah. Basically, so if you're laying up, you got like a twenty yard wide fairway instead of a 40 yard wide fairway so yeah it's just placed really perfectly at the bottom of that hill and then it's got a bunker to the right of the green y'all remember scott was in that one he had two good shots but you're in that large huge deep bunker i mean see ya i mean you can't get onto your you can't get onto the right tier you want to putt the ball um it's a great hole in my opinion um then i'm gonna go i don't think y'all talked about this one um number seven i thought was just a sneaky good hole um Really kind of tough, elevated green, kind of left to right. Uh, you kind of want to stay on the left side of the fairway. Um, if you're on that right side, you think you're fine. You got to, you kind of, kind of got an easy, easy attempt at it. Um, not the longest, or not the longest one really. Um, but if you miss a little left, you're, I mean, you're toast, and then everything kind of fall. Kind of, it does run kind of up that hill. But if you go anything long or left. I think I can't remember one of y'all were over on that left side and tried to chip back to it. It was almost impossible. Um, yep, that was me. I remember. I was too. I think both of us were. That was and dead in the middle of the fairway and hooked one over there and just you're you're done. You're toast. I think I think it was just a good hole. I mean, I didn't know to play it up the left side. It just happened to work. And just I kind of like the angles of it. I just kind of got lucky this time being up that left side. You definitely want to be up there and try to place your shot just a little bit right and don't want to come right at that slope and then if you're if you're coming up the right side you're long you're screwed if you're short you're also screwed so it kind of gives that tough angle right there um but a whole bunch of really good holes here i did like that shorter one um didn't love one thought one was a little smushed uh, everybody was kind of especially on a public golf course i feel like there's a group hitting into us hit waiting like oh what's god what's going on over here um but i kind of i did like the part three eight though too so downhill, what we didn't all hit the best shots in the world, but they get that great bunker in the front right there. Um, huge slope right there in the middle of the green and run everything to the to the right, run offs everywhere. This kind of your typical Donald Ross uh, punch bowl part three. Not the hardest hole in the world, but if you're gonna hit the green, you better hit a great shot. And you just want a two putt. I mean, it's gonna be tough to be aggressive with that one. Then uh, that's really all I got in the front. We have to hop over to the back. Yeah, keep it going, Ty. Go ahead. You go. Uh, on the back, I'm going to be greedy. I'm going to take 18. I think 18 is one of the best holes on the trip. Um, good tee shot right here. You don't, 
you kind of see the uh, clubhouse coming in, the hotel, the conference area, all that stuff coming in. But your second shot um, is just awesome. Awesome looking. You can get a little bit of trouble on the right if you hit it a little too far, kind of get blocked out by a tree. Um, you get a big bunker on your left and a whole bunch of runoffs on the right. But you're just hitting that shot into, um, I think that, yeah, definitely most picturesque holes out here. Um, just, I, I think we definitely took a few pictures of hitting, hitting your uh, approach in here if you're just short chipping up or anything like that, which is very easy to do on these false fronts out here. Um, great golf hole, fun way to finish off uh, a round. Um, just that I think I don't I don't know if I've ever played with someone that said they don't really like 18 and just the way that hole finishes. Um, then number 15, uh, definitely reachable in two. Um, you got kind of two bunkers in the fairway, hard right to left. Um, you can be very aggressive with your second shot, um, and most people are going to walk away with birdies, possibly even eagle. Um, definitely sloped pretty tough, um, but it's very fun. You can kind of play the same type of shot we were talking about, tobacco road, lay one up a little short, maybe not as much as 30, 40 yards, but you can lay up short. You can roll up there um, if you want to play one a little bit shorter. Just a different opportunity. You usually see par fives kind of guarded uh, by a lot of green. Uh, it's kind of fairly flat, so definitely one of the easier holes on the uh, on the property, but I kind of like this one, how you can play a different shot, even if you're kind of blocked out a little bit, blocked on the left, you play a draw, you play a big draw up there, and you can still run one up there um, and not kind of get taken out of position. Definitely a gettable hole, which I thought was pretty fun. Um, I try to think, uh, there's not really a lot of shot, a lot of holes I really don't like uh, on that bat. Now, I thought the bat now was really, really fun. Um, it kind of gets in a little bit further out the piece of property, which I don't feel like they're as on top of one another. Um, I think it's just a great, great, great back nine. Uh, typical Donald Ross, but it's fun. Um, that's really about all I got to say. Midpines was a blast. Um, it's not really – I don't think Midpines hole by hole you pick it out and saying, I love this hole, I love this hole. I think total as a round, you're like, man, that is a awesome golf course. Yeah, I mean, I, I would tend to agree on that. Um, I'll go ahead with mine on this one. Um, I very much enjoyed the back nine. Um, I was going even through eight holes and bogeyed ties number 18 to shoot one over on the back. Um, but there's a lot of good holes. Um, one that I'm not usually a par three guy, but – I feel like the last couple of times I've just said, been saying par threes. Um, there was number 11, um, short par three, uh, very inviting in terms of it's not a long shot or anything like that, but it is one that will take your lunch money if you let it. Um, you can't miss really anywhere. Um, so I think that was something to really enjoy in terms of the uh, challenge on all that. So um, another hole that I really enjoyed was number, oh gosh, what was it? Hang on. Number, 
Why am I going? It's a great podcast right here. Yeah, great radio, great podcast. Number um, <laughs> we're, we're low budget, low budget crowd. Number sixteen. Sorry, um, you're kind of hitting downhill left. Um, you got bunkers on either side of the green. Like Ty, this is where you broke your club on the on this course. Um, <laughs> But it's not an easy hole, but you can really get a good birdie look with two good shots. I think this is one of the flatter greens um, in terms of actually being able to make a 20-footer or 30-footer. Um, you, you've actually got a chance. So I thought that was a, a very fun hole to play. Um, but, Joe, I'll let you go ahead and take yours. Uh, yeah, so I enjoyed the back nine quite a bit as well. Um, so I'm going to talk about a little stretch um, that I really thought was just so good. Um, 14, 15, 16. Um, so we're about as far away from the clubhouse as you can get. Um, and there's – what I liked with these holes is the first – not the first time, but the first time you really felt like dramatic elevation changes. Um, you, you saw it a little bit here and there on some of the other holes, but, I mean, this one, all three of these holes are kind of on this one part of the property that's kind of like a straight, like, side hill. Um, so Ross built um, these three holes on that hill, just kind of routing them to go back and forth and just using the slopes. Um, so 14 is a fairly, a fairly short um, par four up the hill. Um, the fairway slants dead left to right. So it's kind of like sloping down the hill, going to your right. Uh, depending on where the pin is, is where you kind of need to be on this fairway. Um, I mean, you can anything from a, a mid iron to a, a driver if you really want to. I think I hit like four iron and had a, a wedge in it. And so it's not a long hole whatsoever um, the green's fairly flat but it does have like runoffs um, if you do miss it you can run fairly like down the hill into bunkers or off the back into collection areas but once you're if you're on the green it's fairly flat and um, I think me and someone else had like fairly straight uh, flat eagle or birdie putts um, so it's just a very gettable hole if you play it correctly I don't think we made them but you know we had the chance at least um, and then the next hole number 15 maybe my favorite hole on the property um, I like big par fives. Uh, it kind of suits my game. Um, you just hit one dead out, and then the, the fairway slopes right to left, so you're going back across the hill on the other side. Um, and from there, you will not have an even lie. That ball's going to be above your feet to a pretty um, flat green. Um, but the problem here is you think the ball's going to shoot left if you're a right-hander off that lie because the ball's above your feet. Um, so it didn't happen. I hit a dead straight shot playing for that draw, and it landed right in this bunker above the hole, and you're dead. So it's like if you don't play that slope correctly and the ball doesn't do what you think it's going to do, you could turn, you know, a birdie chance into like uh, just trying to get up and down for par or even a, a bogey. Um, so just a really good reachable par five that I enjoyed. And then the next one, also one of my favorite holes, uh, 16, just such a cool tee shot. I think it's the most elevated. Um, you're hitting straight back down into this fairway that you just – the ball feels like it's in the air forever. I and mean, then it's just carried and carried and carries. Um, so it's just a really cool visual. And then from there, it's a pretty straightforward shot, like Logan said, to a flat green. So another chance to make a birdie. Uh, very fair hold, but just visually, I thought, one of the one of the cooler ones on this course. Um, so that's all I've got for the back. All right, guys. Um, anything else you want to add in about the course in general before we go into scoring? Or actually, no, we need to go into pricing. Um, I've got that right here. Um, again, we paid – one flat rate, but the going rate, if you were to just go play uh, for the time that we were there on a weekend was $155. So not a cheap course, but 
definitely a course that I think is worth the money to go play a couple times in your life. Um, I like the renovated version much better than the old version that I played in the past in a tournament. It's kind of, it's like, just like Pinehurst where they took out all the rough and they added in all that same grassy areas, native areas. And it just makes it that much more appealing and makes it more Pinehursty, not just another golf course in Pinehurst. Um, but I'm, I mean, what do you guys think about the pricing and just how often in terms of playability would you think most people would kind of go for this type of course? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's unfair, but like I said, that's, you know, it is expensive for sure. Um, I think, I really do think the way to do it is kind of how we did it um, and get like a package deal where you get, you know, X amount of nights and X amount of rounds of golf. I mean, you're saving. If I had to imagine factoring out like what we paid per course, we probably saved, you know, 50, 60, $70 on mid pines by, you know, playing a bunch of different courses and packaging it. So I feel like if you're going to play these courses, you might as well just kind of knock them all out at once. Um, and you're just going to save yourself a ton of money, which you can either just save or you can use it on merchandise or, um, other activities around the Pinehurst area that we found ourselves in. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's fair. It's a sneaky good golf course. I liked it way more than uh, Pine Needles. Um, it's just another a pure old good golf course that keeps standing the test of time. I mean, people used to play this course, and you're hitting the ball with, you know, wood clubs and uh, a lot of balls, and they weren't going anywhere, and it was a hard golf course, and it's a hard golf course now, or I'm hitting the ball 330, and it's, it's still just a hard golf course. I mean, length how far you hit it, it's not going to make it any easier really um, because it's Donald Ross is tricked up around the greens is tricked up um, from your approach shots. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's just, I love that type of golf. It's just, it brings everyone closer together in terms of long hitters and short hitters. And it's just sneaky good. And I recommend anyone go play it. I think for me personally, it'd be a course I'd like to play maybe once every six months, once every year. Um, but yeah, it's just so much fun. Coop, anything else to add uh, before scoring? Um, yeah, I've covered it pretty good. Like Joe said, I could play this golf course a lot. This, this, uh, I love these old school Donald Ross feels. Um, they're, they're bunched in together, but man, there's just it's just great golf, and they've they've been here for years and years and years, and there's still such amazing golf courses over the time. Um, you see great championships played here all the time, um, and it's just. I mean, you're just kind of like, man, this is unbelievable golf all in this little area right here. And just glad we got to play it. All right, boys. Um, I will go with Joe first. Uh, what you got on a score? Um, it's a tough one. It's, um, it's a course I kind of valued similarly to Tobacco Road. Um, very, very different. Nowhere close to the same kind of golf course, but I kind of value them similarly. Um, very playable, very fun for all handicap levels, for all distance hitters. Um, and I, like I said, if it wasn't that expensive, I could play that course every single day. Um, and it's just so much fun. You Mentally, you got to be checked in all the time around those greens. Um, if you make a mistake, it's just going to be amplified and it's going to be harder to get out of that position. Um, it's just, it's like a chess match, uh, which I think golf is starting to get away from where it's, it's too much about just, well, I'm just going to try to cut this corner and just hit it dead straight. And I'm going to have a wedge into a flat green with, you know, huge roughs surrounding it. And it's just, it you couldn't be farther away from that. Um, and it's just, it's a good old golf. It's so much fun. Um, I'm going to go with a, uh, I'm going to go with an eight, three. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
All right, Ty. Wow, he went over Kellis. Um, yeah, Joe covered it pretty good. I, I, I'm with Joe. I love everything about it. Um, I can tell it just the courses we liked because we just kept talking about him while walking on the golf course. Uh, <laughs> just like, man, such a great shot right here. Such a fun hole. Just not crazy. And like Joe said, couldn't be more opposite from Tobacco Road. Um, but it's still, you can still have great golf courses no matter what style you play. Um, yeah, I think I remember um, I remember a few times on the back nine, at least me, if not like uh, Logan and Ty too, where I was just like walking up the fairway or like driving the car or something. I just looked at whoever I was with and I was like, this course is so good. Like I was just amazed about every single hole just kept getting better and better on that back nine. And it's just, it's so good. Uh, I'm going to dial it in at an eight as well. Um, I'm going to do the same at Tobacco Road, yeah, because I'm going to put it right there with it. I think I'll do seven, nine, but the Buffalo Jalapeno Poppers gave it an eight. <laughs> agreed. So that extra, agreed. That extra push. <laughs> extra push it needed. Got it over the edge. Uh, Joe, I was, I'm in a pretty similar mindset. I had eight, two in mind. Um, so I think that's we're all pretty close on that one. That would give us a rounded 8.2 overall. Um, so definitely a, a good score, a good course. Um, if you ever have a chance, go play it. Um, can't speak highly enough, obviously. Uh, very, very fun time. Get your buddies out there. Go do it. Experience Pinehurst. Um, again, please uh, give us a like on our post for the three-pot golf pod on Instagram. You'll see some of the pictures from the course. Uh, again, thank you, Joe, for taking the pictures throughout the weekend. Um, we will have those up here uh, as the episode is airing. And we hope you all will uh, tune in to the next episode. Thank you for tuning in today. And we will see you next time. Oh, yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs>